the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Tough Topic Tuesday, and we're talking about guns. Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. Your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you on this Tough Topic Tuesday? So glad you're tuned in on WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital covering all of the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in. And then, of course, uh, you are on my social media as well. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. So thanks Uh, for tuning in. I'm waving at y'all, giving you the sideways peace sign. So good to see you today. Well, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays. That's today, and I got a tough one for you. Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone and Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. And we have a special Saturday episode for you every Saturday at the same time on this same station. So make sure you check us out. Well, today we are talking about gun violence. In fact, our topic is combating gun violence. I've got a special guest hanging out with me today. He is the author of a brand new book called Beating Guns. The subtitle is Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. It's Shane Claiborne and Michael Martin. Shane Claiborne is a prominent speaker, activist, best-selling author. Shane worked with Mother Teresa in Calcutta and founded The Simple Way in Philadelphia. He heads up Red Letter Christians, a movement of folks who are committed to living as if Jesus meant the things he said. Shane is a champion for grace, which has led him to jail, advocating for the homeless in places like Iraq and Afghanistan to stand against war. Now grace fuels his passion to end the death penalty and help stop gun violence. Shane has written so many books, including Executing Grace, Jesus for President, Red Letters Revolution, and a host of other books. He speaks nationally. He's been on many different networks on radio and television. But I need you to know the most important thing about this dude. He's a really good friend of mine. (laughs) Well, maybe that shouldn't be the most important. Maybe he's a follower of Jesus and committed to the Lord and has a great wife. Okay, so we'll go there. But then can I I be next in line, Shane Claiborne? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's always great to be with you, my brother. Man, you've got this book, uh, Beating Guns, uh, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. You've got to tell us why you wrote the book. I'm holding it up right now for those of you watching me on social media. Why did you write this book, Shane Claiborne? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I should say I, I'm not going to be able to hide the fact that I grew up in Tennessee, you know, and I grew <laughs> up uh, with guns. I grew up with, you know, this fusion of God and guns. You didn't have to separate them. And I bet I've eaten more squirrel than you have, brother. Uh, I'm uh, sure. But, you know, I, I went hunting. <laughs> but I also had this idea that, you know, we're to be pro-life. But I began to see that I really, nar uh, you know, I had a real narrow vision of what that looked like. And I only talked and thought about abortion when it came to the death penalty and gun violence and a lot of other things i wasn't always on the right side of life so on a lot of these i've uh you know i've, I've come to lean into jesus and to read scripture and also i think it makes a big difference when we're proximate to the pain you know and mm -hmm. so when i moved to philadelphia 25 years ago gun violence began to have a name and a face you know and that made all the difference in the world. So that's why, you know, our subtitle says, for those who are weary of violence, I became weary of, of violence. Um, and I saw that, you know, there's some contradictions. I saw even in my own theology and in the church where uh, Christians are the highest gun-owning demographic in America. Mm, wow. That <laughs> just know, seems like an oxymoron. I was, I was one of those. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we're also the demographic that has the biggest supporters of capital punishment. So, you know, I wrote these last two books on the death penalty and gun violence um, because I want to be consistent in my affirmation and my value for life. And I want to be, uh, you know, I want to stand on the side of life on every issue, not just one. Well, proximity to people who are losing their lives around gun violence can totally change one's perspective because it's no longer just squirrels. Now it's boys and girls, and I'm sure you've seen it uh, in, in Philadelphia and other cities around the world. But your, your wife has also kind of come from a background where she was f very familiar with guns too, right? Yeah, man, we got uh, images all through the book uh, because the book's, you know, it's about imagination it's about you know reimagining the world and but we've got you know one great image we start with with both of uh, you know with us hunting and katie's holding like yeah. three guns i think she's holding our niece's gun you know as they're going dove hunting and so she grew up with guns and i think both of us um just became convinced that we we can do better at protecting life and that doesn't mean that you know we have to be in these extreme views of, oh, you know, we're going to overturn the Second Amendment or we, you know, I just think we need a better conversation on guns. And I think we, we can do a better job at protecting life. In my lifetime, bro, we have had more people die from guns than in all of the wars in American history combined. Wow. So we're losing 100, li 100 lives a day to gun violence. And we're not going to save every life, but I think we can do better than that. Well, we probably can. And I want to talk to you even more uh, about that. Friends, if you do want to join in our conversation, maybe you have a question for Shane Claiborne, the author of Beating Guns, feel free to uh, give us a call at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. You heard Shane make a comment just now that gun violence has killed so many people. I talked to a gun owner yesterday who runs a, a gun facility and a uh, shooting range, and 
he said that guns don't kill people. People do. So when I get back from my commercial break, I want to talk to you about that thinking process there. And uh, since I didn't open in prayer, I'm going to pray as we go to this break. When we get back, we'll be taking your calls. I'm hanging out with Shane Claiborne. Lord Jesus, we pray you give us wisdom, give us direction, and give us your heart, even as we talk about this difficult and tough topic in our country. For it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and it's Tough Topic Tuesday. We're talking about beating guns, combating gun violence. I've got my special guest, Shane Claiborne, hanging out with me. He is the co-author of the book, and the subtitle of Beating Guns is Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. Shane Claiborne, you wrote this book. You told us why. On the front of the book, you have, uh, it looks like AR-15s or M-16s, but they've kind of turned into uh, sort of uh, farm tools. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, we I, I love the biblical vision of the prophets. Actually, both Micah and Isaiah cast this vision of God's people beating their swords into plows and their spears into pruning hooks, you know, mm. literally transforming metal 
that is designed to kill into metal that is designed to cultivate life. And uh, so, you know, we don't have a lot of swords in America, but we've got more guns than people. So we started inviting people to donate guns and we've had hundreds and hundreds of guns donated, uh, which we, we transform into garden tools and other beautiful things. So we're making shovels and rakes out of guns. And uh, uh, it's, I'm an apprenticing blacksmith now, my brother. Yeah, so uh, I bet it's, you it's are. Been, been incredible. Wow. But it's powerful. You know, it's not just symbolic, but sure. I think it, you know, it, 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 it's in the church, we have the word sacrament. You know, it's a mystery. It's a holy work. And especially when we invite the victims of gun violence to take the hammer, Man, there's so much pain and trauma and grief that's that you know is put into that hammer, and it allows sort of an outlet to transform uh, that gun into a garden tool. How do you deal with this argument that says it's not the guns that are killing people; it's whoever pulls the trigger, and we really just need to deal with that more than taking people's guns away. Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, where I would start is by saying that um, people, you know, everywhere in the world, every country in the world has people who are um, racist or violent or mental, you know, have had mental health struggles. Um, but what's unique about America is this access we give to uh, almost any weapon to anybody. And so, you know, people, uh, can kill in a lot of different ways, but people with an AR-15 can do a whole lot of damage. And that's why we don't have grenades on our streets, you know? And so I think, you know, uh, <laughs> there are some things that are designed to kill as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, yeah. like an AR-15. And it's why it's the weapon of choice of mass shooters. Um, and a sinful person with a weapon like that can take a whole lot of life. And I think, you know, even as we imagine the writers of the Second Amendment, you know, they put they put well-regulated into the Second Amendment for a reason. And, you know, back then, guns shot like one round, maybe two rounds a minute. Now they can shoot 100. And so we just need to, you know, I think we need to do a better job at protecting life. Um, and, and, you know, when people say it's not a gun problem, it's a heart problem, I say, it's both, you know, God heals right. hearts, yeah. but people have the power to change laws. And I think we need both. Well, um, friends, if you're just tuning in, let me tell you, you're into a hot topic, right? This is Shane Claiborne. He's written many books, but the one that he's written that I'm highlighting uh, today is Beating Guns, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. Are you weary of violence? Are you weary of hearing uh, yet another shooting has taken place. And what do you think the answer is? If you have a question for our guest, Shane Claiborne, or myself, give me a call at 888-432-7434. You ready to take a couple of phone calls, my brother? Absolutely, man. All right, let's go to Odington, Maryland, and kick it off with Yvonne, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Yvonne. How are you doing today? Hello, Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, every time I hear that a child has been shot or a straight bullet hit a child or anybody's been killed by someone that's had a gun in their hand, my thought goes back to this. Who taught that person how to shoot? And mm -hmm. how did this 
person starts to, what was their feelings when they killed their first animal? Mm. What did you feel? And is that the start of something that, that becomes bigger if you're teaching a child to hunt and to kill animals? Does that start them on that path of violence or... Um, or even killing. Well, that's a good so, question for Shane Claiborne, who used to shoot squirrels. So, <laughs> Shane, what do you think? Is that the is is that the gateway drug? Keep teaching kids how to kill animals. Well, I I, I couldn't hear Miss Yvonne's question, but I I think uh, there, you know there's there's a whole lot of different ways that we learn violence, and you know I I think of Nelson Mandela when he says. Uh, you know, no one's taught to hate. Um, we learn to hate, and that makes gives us hope because we can unlearn it. And I think we have so much in our culture, in our movies, in our uh, music, and so many things that, that kind of teach us, disciple us, right, into right. the way of violence. And so we gotta we got to unlearn it. So I think it's, you know, theologically, it's in so many different ways, we've got to uh, train ourselves in the way of peace because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Gotcha. Train ourselves in the way of peace. Here's the phone number, 888-43-BRIDGE. I've got Shane Claiborne, the author of Beating Guns. He is with us today. He has been talking on this subject for a long time, and he's very consistent all the way to the capital punishment. In fact, you're in Dallas right now. What are you up to? Yeah, actually, I mean, Austin just arrived in the Capitol here uh, because um, there's an execution scheduled tomorrow, brother. And uh, this is a, a man named Quinn Jones, Quentin Jones. And uh, it's incidentally, this is the first execution we've had in nine months. And it's been 40 years since we've uh, gone that long without a state execution. Now we had some federal ones under Trump, but so we're here. Um, his the family of the victim is against uh, the the execution as well, and uh, you know so many people of faith are here. So we got twelve thousand signatures that were uh, taken to the Capitol here and to the governor to ask him to show mercy. And uh, wow. you know I think we're we're, we're here because we we. And I believe that, you know, as we're talking about the way of peace, that when it comes to the, the death penalty, it just mirrors uh, the evil rather than healing it. So we, we want to do better than that, man. So uh, I'm glad to be just arriving in Texas. So you're really just standing for life at the end of the day, aren't you? That's it, man. And, you know, we, we've done um, so much to try to say that, to be against the death penalty is not to be against uh, justice or uh, certainly not against the victims of violence. But, you know, so many murder victims' families have come to see that the death penalty just uh, creates new wounds and extends the trauma and creates more victims. And that's my passion, man. My passion is for life. And uh, whether it's gun violence or the death penalty or welcoming immigrants or police, you know, shootings and the racial justice movement. Uh, I believe every person's created in the image of God and should matter to us because they matter to God. I got a, I got a shirt on, bro. You would love it. I got to get you one. It says uh, black lives matter to God. And oh. the question is how much they matter to us. Well, you know, you, uh, it might it might need to be a triple X. Is that OK? <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. Hey, so um, we'll take a couple more phone calls in just a second. 
7434. Mike, I'm going to get to you in just a second. I know you're on the road there in Maryland. Let me ask you one more question before I run to Mike, Shane, and that is this. There's often been said the best way or the only way to stop a bad person with a gun is to have a good person with a gun. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I have, man. What do you think about and it? The, the more I looked at this, and, you know, we, we go into a lot of detail in the book that I'm not going to get in all the stats, but, the, like, what is crystal clear is that having a gun in the home makes it more likely that someone we know and love will die from that gun rather than that, that, that we will use that gun to shoot an intruder. In fact, wow. you know, criminologists unilaterally say that even when it comes to crime or violent crime, the person who most likely will kill us, we already know, and they likely have keys to our house. Um, and it's important to, to remember, bro, that, that um, you know, as I started studying this, two-thirds of gun deaths are suicide, two-thirds. So that's a whole wow. other side of gun violence that some uh, of us haven't thought about. And just having access to a gun makes it so much easier to take our own life. Two-thirds of gun takes, deaths. You know, two-thirds of gun deaths are suicide. Did you just say that? Yeah, yeah. And so, and the reason that guns are why the, the reason that guns are so important is because of of how effective they are, right? Like over ninety percent of people who try to take their life with a gun end up succeeding or, or taking their own life. But what's interesting is almost every other means, ninety percent of the people who attempt suicide survive, and they don't go on. To take their own life and, and so access to guns guns is a really big deal you know even folks that have been traumatized by war the largest cause of military deaths in america the largest cause is not combat but it's suicide more veterans are dying from their own guns than uh in the guns of war yeah, I remember doing these 22 push-ups because uh i guess it was a yep. thing going on with uh military folk you know, having served eight years in the Army Reserve, it's amazing to me that uh, folk are taking their life this way. And so we stand in solidarity for life from the womb to the tomb. Hey, listen, uh, can we run to the phone lines again? Is that all right with you, Brother Shane? Yeah, buddy. Let's all right, let's go to Mike, as promised. He's on the road in Maryland. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, Shane, good to talk to you. Well, my heart is uh, aching a little bit, what you just said about veterans. I'm a I'm a veteran, too, and, wow, I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, yeah. I, I really love listening to you, Shane. I started watching, listening to you on uh, Red Letter Christians and every uh, – you, you make me proud to be a Christian. <laughs> oh, man, that's so sweet. Thanks, brother. Hey, hey, Mike, what I wanted to say about okay. the issue – All right. What I wanted to say about the issue was we all too frequently – you know, we're in a mo mo moment now where it seems that Maybe some kind of legislation is going to come from it. And I hate to see politicians always, always use the word uh, assault weapons, which, which will mean anything they want them to mean. They'll take this very same dangerous weapon, they'll put a knife, they'll call it an American walnut wood stock, and it'll be the very same dangerous weapon, but it'll look prettier. And, and that's why I say, Dave knows what I'm about to say, I've said it on the, this show before, we need to think more like, only six shots in any gun. That's enough for sports. That's enough for fun. What mm. say you, Shane? Mm. What do you think about that, Shane? Don't go anywhere, Mike. Yeah, I have a quick thanks. question for you. Go ahead, Shane. 
thank you, brother. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a vigil that we did, a prayer vigil around gun violence, and we had some hunters show up, and they had shirts on that said, Hunters Against Gun Violence. And on the back it said, You don't need 10 rounds to shoot a deer. And huh. I think what we need yeah. is exactly what you're saying, man. We need a better conversation. A majority of gun owners want to see some changes, like a limit to how many rounds you can fire without reloading. So I totally agree with you. I think even things like how many handguns one person can purchase in a year. That was a law in Virginia that's now overturned. And you go, who needs more than 12 handguns a year, one <laughs> handgun a month? Yeah. And you're like, probably somebody oh. that's selling handguns. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, Mike, if you can hold on through the break, that'd be awesome. If you can't, I understand. But, Shane, I want you to hear what Mike, who's on the road in Maryland, did a couple of weeks ago. I think it's going to make oh, okay. make your heart go crazy, just like uh, – beautifully crazy if that even makes sense okay but i want him to can't, tell you wait. so hold on we got to run to this commercial break mike would you be willing to share that when we get back gotcha all gotcha. right 888-432-744 that is the number live in studio we're talking about combating gun violence beating guns is the name of the book by shane claiborne and michael martin the subtitle is hope for people who are weary of violence and uh, you know Mike said that he uh, has listened to you before and he, uh, he he's a better Christian proud to be a Christian well you're going to be proud of Mike uh, because he made a very cool decision a couple of weeks ago we'll be right back this is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our mobile app or on iHeart, TuneIn, and now on Radio.com. Christian women visit iBelieve.com where they can explore the deeper issues of their faith and learn how other women have handled the challenges of being a believer. Go to iBelieve.com. 
two dogs, Sam and Bailey, both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Welcome to the second half of the show. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and we're talking with Shane Claiborne, best-selling author, renowned activist, sought-after speaker, and self-proclaimed recovering sinner. Well, that, that makes uh, a lot of us uh, that way, my friend, but I'm glad you're with us. You wrote the book, Beating Guns. The subtitle is Hope for People Who Are Weary of violence today's topic if you're just joining us is combating gun violence and we're asking the question how can we respond to this epidemic of gun violence in america well mike uh, is on the road in maryland and he responded in a way that surprised and uh, pleasantly blessed our hearts mike would you share with claim uh, with shane claiborne what you did. But before you do, let me give the phone number in case y'all want to call us. The number is 888-432-7434. Mike, on the road, we're with you. Yeah, sure, Shane. Uh, this past month, uh, Dr. Anderson had a campaign going called Fill the Stadium. It's with Compassion International, and he was trying to fill the stadium with uh, kids who are in need and get people to, like, buy a seat. And um, uh, a seat was 500 bucks, which will help feed and love and disciple a kid for a year. And I was listening to the story, uh, and he had, a, he had a, one of the people from Compassion on who was giving his testimony. And he was talking about how once in his life he was in a, a dangerous situation where a gang was, uh, what he thought was going to kill him, and he didn't see any way out. And he sees no other answer except that God provided a way out. Well, as hmm. it would so happen, while that was all going on, uh, I was thinking I had some extra money, and I and, and I wasn't going to donate, but I I was going to buy a gun. I mean, I'm not anti-gun. Uh, I'm getting a little older and a little slower, maybe a little more a little more scared when things go bump at night. And I was going to buy a gun until I heard that guy's uh, testimony, and I thought, come on, what are the chances that that I am ever going to really need to use this gun? That God is not going to, you know, show me a way out of a situation. And the guy moved my heart, and uh, I bought a seat for, instead of buying a gun, I bought a seat for <laughs> some kid somewhere to be discipled and loved on and fed and clothed and discipled for an entire year. What do you wow, think about that? Oh, come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. I can't, I can't help but think that the sweet Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is smiling down on that, my man. Right. That's a kind of a practical way of, of 
turning your swords into a garden tool that gardens create life and here is Mike saying, I'm donating 500 bucks so a kid can get fed somewhere in the world. I mean, that's bringing life. That's investing in a garden tool, isn't it, Shane? It sure is, man. And, you know, I, I, I think that when, when we think of what's going to create a more beautiful world, or as Jesus said, you know, what, it, what does it look like for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven? I think it, it looks a lot like what you just cast a vision for, brother. You know, children having what they need, being able to escape uh, dangerous situations. And it doesn't look like 100 people dying every day in America from guns. So that's yeah. what we're after, man. God's dream on earth as it is in heaven. Hey, thanks a lot, Mike, for uh, being you, with Shane. us, okay? So, Thank you, Shane. Putting a smile on your face, put the smile on my face. There you go. Awesome, man. I love him sharing that testimony. Hey, Shane, so our culture of guns, uh, how much of this is a cultural thing? Uh, again, you said that you were a kid and you were taught guns in Tennessee and, you know, God and guns, right? So talk to us about the culture of it. Yeah, well, I think we have to realize, you know, that uh, the United States is, is really exceptional in this way. And the amount of guns that we have, we've got like 5% of the world's population, and we have almost half of the world's guns in this one country. We've got five times, get this one, DA, we got five times more gun shops than McDonald's restaurants. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it really is... Uh, and, and we've got companies that are that are profiting from it. You know, w right now, the in the United States, we're we're manufacturing one gun every three seconds, a thousand guns an hour, twenty six thousand guns a day, nine and a half million guns a year. So in a word, you know, I think that's you know for those of us that that follow Jesus, I think we've got to reckon with this uh, this the the radical countercultural gospel of peace where Jesus loved his enemies so much he died for them and for me you know there just came this this uh this epiphany that I cannot love my enemies and simultaneously prepare to kill them <laughs> you know wow. it's like the right. cro the cross and the gun give us two really different versions of power so is that pacifism or or is that like look if I'm going to die at the hands of a criminal, uh, instead of pulling out my gun and shooting them, I'll allow myself to be killed for the way of peace? Well, you know, nobody wants to be a martyr, man. You know, and nobody wants to die. And, I, you know, I, <laughs> right. I, I think that – and yet I think the question is not um, – when we think of Jesus, like I think of – him saying that greater love has no one than this to, to lay down their life for another. So I think the best love that we can exhibit is being willing to die for another person. Now, I think when we pick up arms, we, it can still be courageous. It can still be passionate, but I think we divert from the model that we see in Jesus, which even as he's being killed is forgiving the people who are killing them and saying, you know, they know not what they do. I don't think that that means that we, just let people walk all over us. And I, I, I'm a big believer in um, what we often call the third way of Jesus, right? That is neither fight nor flight, but it is courageous, passionate, willing to die nonviolence. The kind of thing that Dr. Martin Luther King and so many others have, have exhibited, you know, that says we wear evil down with love 
you know, and that's, that's what I think we see on the cross. And even when Peter, you know, he tries to pick up a, a sword to protect Jesus when the soldiers come, and Jesus scolds Peter, tells him to put it back, like you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and then he heals the guy that Peter wounded. And what the early Christians said about that was they said, when Jesus disarmed Peter, he disarmed every one of us because mm-hmm. if ever there was a case for standing your ground, right for, right, for using violence to protect the innocent, Peter sure had the case, you know, uh, of all cases. But I think that's the gospel of Jesus. Is there wow. something worth dying for, but there's nothing worth killing for? Well, listen, friends, we are coming back. I got to run to this commercial break. We're going to ask Shane about using guns to protect other people that you love, as well as the Second Amendment. What about that? Is he trying to undo that? Well, let's talk about it. His book, Beating Guns, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. Shane Claiborne is my guest. This is Tough Topic Tuesday. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. smelly basement let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered pain in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fixed give them a call 844-980-3707 that's 844-980-3707 need to get out of your house fast are you ready to drive away and move on with your life Pete and Thomas Hunley own Hometown Home Buyers, an A-plus rated Better Business Bureau family-owned business. They can buy your home today, and if you need it, they will even help you move out. Give them a call today at 888-623-3533 or visit them at hometownhomebuyers.biz. That's hometownhomebuyers.biz. Call now, 888-623-3533. Sell today, move tomorrow. Have you ever driven through your neighborhood and saw that neighbors had their grass that was way too long? They had all kinds of clovers in the grass and you're wishing as you drive silently, I wish they would mow their lawn. Well, guess what? Why don't you get them a gift? (laughs) Call Laser Landscaping and let them cut the lawn for your neighbors. Go to Laser with a Z Landscaping LLC on Facebook or give them a call if you want them to beautify your lawn. 240-516-4967 for those who live in the Prince George's County and surrounding areas. Their number once again, 240-516-4967. It's Laser Landscaping or just ask for the owner, Fidel. And make sure you tell Fidel that Dr. Anderson sent you.
It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I am live right here at WAVA. I'm in my mobile studio. I'm hanging out with my main man, my brother, and my friend, author of the book, Beating Guns, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. Shane Claiborne is my guest today, and we are talking about gun violence. If you want to talk with Clay or um, uh, with Shane or ask a question, my number is 888-432-7434. Before we go back to the phone lines, Shane, uh, protecting people you love. So I'll allow myself then to die because an enemy is coming my way and I don't want to kill them first. But what about if it's uh, your wife, your daughter, your loved one? Is there uh, a scriptural way of handling that? Well, I, you know, so I think that there's, uh, there's a lot to, to think on this. When we were looking at the research in the, for our book, we found um, – it was really surprising that there are a lot of things that are just as effective as a gun at deterring someone who's intruding or trying to rob you or whatever. And um, in fact, criminologists say that our brains are kind of conditioned and trained for two responses to someone who's going to, you know, maybe rob us. And it's either fight or flight. And that's also what the person is their, their brain's conditioned for. So when someone does something that's outside of those two, and I think this is exactly what Jesus is kind of pointing us to on the cross when he says, uh, you know, if someone uh, sues you for the coat on your back, give them your undergarments too. When someone asks you to go a mile, just go two miles with them. He's kind of teaching us that we can uh, do better than mirror that violence. And I think it's actually effective. And there's a book uh, by Michael Nagler called, Is There No Other Way?, that shows how nonviolent ways of, of interacting in a violent situation are actually just as effective as trying to mirror the violence being done to us. So all that to say, man, I don't know exactly how I would yeah, <laughs> react right. in every situation, yeah. but I'm hoping that I would, I'm training myself in the fruits of the spirit. And I mean, we've had some scary stuff happen. I live on the North side of Philly, you know, we've got guns everywhere. Right. Um, but we have de-escalated some really scary situations in our neighborhood without using violence. So, huh. you know, I think you can look at history and say violence works and violence doesn't work. And you have a valid argument on either side. But at the end of the day, the question for all of us that follow Jesus is which looks the most like Jesus and which honors him. Uh-huh. And in the end, you know, we might die either way, but I want to die like Jesus did if I'm going to go. <laughs> if you got to go. Yeah. How about that? 888 888- Four three Bridge, Fairfax, Virginia. Alan is on the line. Hey, Alan, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you, sir? Hi there, my friend. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's good to hear your voice. What do you think about this topic? Yeah, um, I I had a discussion with a small group about this. Um, I don't, I'm going to give you more of an opinion and not really make a true claim or say that I'm wrong or right, but but just what I think. Okay. that is, uh, I think guns, as far as sport is concerned, is fine. The pe- people like to hunt, and uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, people like to shoot for targets, and there's nothing wrong with that. And um, But when it comes to self-defense, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I asked the same question before I heard you say it just now. What am I going to do if, if my wife's life is threatened? Or if I have a kid and their life is threatened, right. or the life of the believing church is threatened, um, 
I honestly can't say that 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 I would be the bigger man in that situation. <laughs> the high road, you know. I would I would love to to live that fantasy. Yeah. But, um, you know, evil is a very powerful force, and and uh, yes, there are times and, and situations where de-escalation can be achieved through peaceful means, but your enemy doesn't always think in those terms, especially not in godly terms, if they find themselves in a situation to threaten your life in the first place. Right. Um, well, Alan, my biggest and, and my biggest real- thing is not protecting my own life, even though I, I want to. I think the beast sure. will come out in me. The evil beast comes out in me, you know, kind of like that guy Liam Nelson. Nielsen, the actor, when his his daughter's taken, mm-hmm. like kill him, get him, you know. I think that beast comes out sure. of me when I think about my daughter or or my wife. But I, I'm not. I'm conflicted too because if the way of Jesus is exactly what Jesus is teaching us and what Shane is trying to help us think through, I wonder if that's the moment, Shane and Alan, where we just pray and ask God for wisdom, like help me right now. What do you think? Yeah, sure. man. I mean, I, I was uh, I was on a panel with a pastor that had an armed uh, man that came into their congregation, and that brother just whooped out a can of Pentecostal on him and started, you know, casting the demon out. Before long, they were like praying with that guy. And I'm not saying that's a anecdote for every situation, but I think that what we're dealing with is a spiritual warfare, right? Like you look at Dylan Roof killing black folks in the middle of, you know, their prayer meeting in Mother Emanuel in South Carolina, and you go, like, there's something so evil there, and yet what was amazing was seeing the response of those families, you know, folks like Sharon Risher, my friend, that her mother was killed, and she said, that is, you can't deal with that in rational terms, you know, and that's why she's also against the death penalty, is she's like, he doesn't need to get killed, he needs Jesus, man. And, you know, and, and I want to just say this, David, as we're closing, man, DA, I, I, I think, like, this is exactly the kind of conversations that we need to have, better conversations on gun violence. And yeah. the thing is, I bet every one of us would agree, and a lot of your listeners would agree, that when it comes to things like limits on how many rounds you can shoot before reloading, you know, should domestic abusers have access to guns should someone on a no-fly list be on a no-gun list you know right (laughs) right why uh one handgun a month some of these really reasonable things um 80 percent of americans want to see changes and most gun owners want to see changes so i think most people don't buy into the idea that if they you know come for our assault rifles you know all of a sudden the second amendment's gone and they're right. coming for everything you know i just i don't believe yeah. that and i don't think most people believe that well alan you've given voice really to what i think a lot of folk are struggling with so i appreciate you calling today okay yes sir thank you dr anderson you have a good day you too my friend hey listen friends we do have to take our final break when we get back we'll land this plane with uh shane claiborne and shane uh I know that you're down there in uh, Austin, Texas, working hard to keep life for as long as possible. And when we get back, I want to talk to you about uh, that constitutional life amendment that so many people lift up. It's the Second Amendment. I want to know uh, what you think about that. Are you trying to overturn that or what? We'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
Don Crow here. You know, I can't think of too many things that could be much more satisfying than knowing that for a very small gift of just $30 to American Leprosy Missions, you and I can provide a lifetime cure for a child from the awful disease of leprosy. $60 will do that for two children. $90 cures three. $120 cures four. The gift of $150 will provide the cure for five children. And perhaps you're that person who can say, hey, I can give $600 for 20 children. But any amount's going to make a difference when you call 864-241-1737. Again, that's 864-241-1737. One more time, 864-241-1737. It only takes a minute to make the call and make the gift, but the impact of what you do will last a lifetime when you call that number. Call 864-241-1737. Or you can make your most generous gift online at WAVA.com. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited to tell you that I will be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, and this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Go to WAVA.com, keyword Alaska. That's WAVA.com, keyword Alaska. Prayer is often misunderstood and tragically underutilized. Those who don't understand it tend to over-mystify it, and those who do understand it often don't use it to its fullest potential. Prayer, simply put, is a two-way conversation with our Heavenly Father, and as with any good father, he wants to hear from his children. But when and how should we communicate with him, and what do we say? I'm really glad you asked. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 encourages us to watch this, pray without ceasing, meaning pray always. And In Jeremiah 29 and 12, he promises, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. This means that regardless of who you are, what you've been, and and what you've done, God is listening and he's ready to respond. Now, for some, prayer is nothing more than a ritual reserved for times of crisis, maybe meals or, or bedtime, but your heavenly father longs for genuine relationship and fellowship with you. So I want to leave you with these simple truths. Number one, God loves you. Number two, God wants to hear from you. Number three, he is just a prayer away. For more, go to gracechurchva.org and as always, live big. Today, people with disabilities can achieve a better life experience with Able Now, a tax-advantaged savings account specifically designed for people with disabilities. Able Now accounts help eligible individuals save and invest their own money without endangering certain disability benefits. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an Able Now account at able-now.com. This message is provided by Able Now, administered by Virginia 529. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I've got Shane Claiborne hanging out with me. He is the author of Beating Guns, Hope for People Who Are Weary of Violence. Our final call is Jonathan from Montgomery County, Maryland. Hey, Jonathan, what's your quick comment or question, please? Quick comment is that brother spot on. We just have too many guns in this country. We need to stop. But I don't want to forget the power of the spirit, the name of Jesus we have authority over evil, and if you go out in the world, you better be armed with the spiritual power of God because we yeah. don't battle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers of darkness. There That's what go. I want to say. 
What a great comment. What a great comment. That's a great one to end on. Thank you, Jonathan, from Montgomery County, Maryland. Now back to you, Shane, as we bring the show to an end. The Second Amendment. You for it, against it? What are you trying to do here, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the the thing. You know, when we look at the Second Amendment, uh, James Madison, you know, uh, who's known as the father of the Constitution, he had an incredible line. He said that freedom can be endangered by the abuse of power, but freedom can also be endangered by the abuse of liberty. So one person's unlimited right to own guns can infringe on another person's right to live. They understood that, right? And so that's why they wrote into the Second Amendment, well-regulated. And uh, I think, you know, even the, the, some of those founders would be appalled at the, the, the unregulated way that we allow guns to proliferate um, our country. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we can have a better conversation that says, you know, we're going to still believe in the Second Amendment, but we're also not going to have we're going to leave that well-regulated part in there. And Justice Scalia, you know, one of the most conservative justices, he said that the Second Amendment does not allow us to have unrestricted access to however many guns and whatever we, guns we want. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think about cars and cars are not designed to kill, but they can. And we've done a whole lot to try to protect people from cars, you know, seat belts, driver's license. If you misuse it, you can lose your license, all the things that we've done. And yet we've done almost nothing to uh, uh, protect people from guns. Yeah, well, listen, I thank you for writing the book. Thank you for standing for life from the womb to the tomb. And uh, may the Lord be with you as you continue uh, fighting the good fight in the way of peace. Okay, my friend? You too, my brother. Thank you for all you're doing, and it's always a, a gift to be with you, man. One last thing. How do people get your book? How do they get a hold of uh, more information about you? Yeah, folks can um, – I mean, you can get the book anywhere, but you can also order it from my community in North Philly, and then it, uh, all the resources support our work. So it's that website's The Simple Way thesimpleway.org and uh as far as myself i'm on instagram twitter and facebook just my name shane claiborne and uh i'm also trying to be anywhere da anderson da is so uh we're i'm with you my brother thank you man for hey, having me. we'll hang out again soon i sure hope so lord bless you i'm going to close the show out in prayer heavenly father thank you for my brother shane and all the great work he and his friends are doing Protect him and keep him and continue to teach us and challenge us because of the life he is living. We pray for every listener now in the name of Jesus as well. Amen and amen. Amen. Bless you, bro. to love